afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the set of the Tanya Joy Show. We are so happy to have you here today. And if you're listening, we are grateful to you. We've got all of our wonderful listeners over on Apple and Spotify and um, all the other, I don't even know the name, uh, I think iHeartRadio and all those different great streaming spots. We're so grateful to you. We have some very exciting news. Our website is up. It's been rebuilt. I shouldn't say we, because I rebuilt it. I figured it out. The Lord showed me some things and I have taken over my website and it is better than it's ever been. So please go check it out, tanyajoy.tv. Um, in fact, what I'll do really quick here is I'll throw this up here and you can scan that code and that'll take you to all of our links. Um, but please check out the website. And when you go over there on the front page, you'll see subscribe. It, you're not gonna get inundated with emails, I promise you. But that way we're rebuilding our CRM. Now that we've finally, I finally got control of the website back and I know how to work with it. If you subscribe, it gives me your email address and that way I have a way to connect and stay connected with you all. So I would love if you could do that. Um, again, we are just so grateful to all of you for your support and love of the show. And you've joined us today for Wellness Wisdom. That's what Dr. Mark Sherwood and we try to bring a wellness wisdom to you every Friday and we talk about all sorts of things, all the things that make you well and living a good, abundant, full life. And that could involve health, it could involve spirituality, it could involve finances, it can involve so many different things. But today we're going to talk about a very hot topic, a topic that at this time of the year everyone's concerned about and that is weight loss and how do we lose weight and how do we actually do it in a way that it's not going to just come back by June because why do you want to spend the next six weeks working hard to then by June have gained your weight back that is really a waste of time so we are going to talk about all of that today and how Dr. Sherwood and his wife can help you losing weight and keeping it off so stick around we will be right back Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Now, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an honor. Joshua Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am doing so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God, I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because... What is prayer? I'm just doing, you know what I mean? And I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. <laughs> Me too. It's like and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You said it right. Good job. Perfect. All right. The Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's time to rise. These people that get higher up. How? Sometimes I've thought. These are glory days and not gloomy days. Like I love that. <laughs> You know, and it, it kind of works. What's awesome about the tour is people like you. Good. I love the applause. That's cool. There we go. Thank Hi, you. Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. All right. Welcome back. Let's get Dr. Sherwood on in. Welcome back to Wellness Wisdom. How are you today? I'm having a great day. Thanks for having me as always. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, this is, I think, going to be a really good topic. Mm -hmm. 
because it is February and everybody's wanting to lose weight after the holiday season. Um, but we got to talk about how can people do that and actually keep it off? And how can they not look at it as a diet and as a lifestyle change and the tools? Because I know a lot of people, we are living in a fast paced world and the, there's all these potential options for a quick fix. But, you know, there are some natural ways that can boost that in sort of a quick fix as well. So let's talk about all of that on the show today, if we can. Well, we can. And that's a lot of, of good discussion. Funny, I, I was talking about January being renamed the month of repentance and then nice. February be named the month of redemption. So it's, it's interesting nice. when people tend to get it right. But here's the thing. Uh, so. Our obesity crisis, Tanya, is at an all-time high. Obesity is the fastest-growing non-communicable disease in the history of the world. Just think about that statement. That's shocking. Uh, yeah. American population right now in these United States of America, 70% of our population right now is either overweight or obese. And by the year 2050, that number will approach 100%. Childhood obesity right now between two and six is 12%. We are treacherously heading down a pathway of utter failure. And I believe this crisis right here uh, is, it, you know, it pales in comparison to the border crisis. You know, we're letting so many people come in the borders of our country. It's swelling the inside, creating all kinds of problems and unhealthiness in our nation. But when we do the same thing in our physical body, it's, it's probably much worse. Now, so, having, uh, yeah, I want to ask you a quick question about that. 100% by 2050, you said, right. So that right. means like every person will be obese ultimately at that rate. Yeah. Well, we're creating an environment that would be characterized as obesogenic. And, and that, that means that not only does it cause obesity, but it then accepts obesity as normal. Yeah. And we're already starting to see that, that trending that way, you know, 100%. you and I both see the ads out there of, yeah, you, know, you need to accept me the way I am. God made me the way I am. And God made me fat or whatever. I'm being pretty aggressive with that statement. But the point is overweightness, or let me say this over fatness is a disease condition and does create, um, associated diseases such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, um, Alzheimer's disease, and cancer. So it is associated there. So I think we need to really rethink what we're doing. And there are, you're right, there are a lot of people out there that, that want to sort of get on this weight loss kick and get it right. But I really want people to understand before we get into that, the, the epic uh, disaster that our country is in right now regarding this particular crisis. And that goes back for those of you that, you know, maybe you've never heard those numbers before and you're like, what? I mean, that goes back to the food pyramid being introduced because when you look at pictures of people from the 30s, the 40s, even the 50s, they were not obese. I mean, you look at furniture, like just look at furniture size. That will tell you enough. When you watch shows that are set, in fact, there's a show that I love to watch and it's set in the 50s and early 60s. <clears throat> and the furniture was smaller. Yeah. The furniture, I mean, the tables were smaller, the chairs, everything was smaller because the people were smaller. The bigger the people get, the bigger the furniture has to get, the bigger, it's like, the cars, look at the size of our cars compared to back then. That's 
not just because, oh, let's build it bigger. That's literally because of the size of people and because of the food. And oh my gosh, we could go on and on and on and on. So that's an alarming statistic. And one that if we ignore, we're going to be in big trouble, number one, but would be very irresponsible, I think, to ignore. So what are like... Oh, how do we attack that? I mean, what are the options, especially when someone is very overweight and they are needing, or they're maybe not even very overweight there. I mean, you know, they have 10 pounds, whatever it is to kickstart that. Um, yeah. Well, I had a lady come in just today and, and we had to get to the point to understand that really what creates this is the standard American diet lifestyle that creates the environment. And the environment would be inside and outside around her immediate area. Um, and then obviously when you understand that you can change the environment, you have the advantage. And so we, we change the, the diet. We might use some of those, um, semaglutide or they're called GLP one agonist or glucagon like peptide agonist. I had a lady in today. This is just today. Um, fresh. She started with me at nearly 300 pounds um, just a month and a half ago. And today, right here in this office, um, she was here and we did a body composition analysis. She was 282. And uh, so she was down quite a bit. And she she had done a really good job. But I went into my questions, you know, because we don't want to use drugs, other modalities just to quote unquote lose weight. The proper usage, in my strong opinion, is to use them as needed as a training wheel process to sort of guide the system until we train the system how to operate on its own. And mm-hmm. it's like um, we, we have a problem if we depend on drugs to save right. our And at the same time as using, let's say, a semi-glutide uh, peptide, you have to then also be combining that with the healthy eating with the, le- yeah. you know, removing certain things from your foods and your diet so that, because otherwise you're wasting and that's whether it's semi-glutide or Ozempic or any of these things, if that's you're right. going to still eat your same crap, excuse the language, but mm-hmm. seriously, if you're going to still eat the same way, e- even if you lost weight, like you're, still damaging your insides because all those other chemicals and all this stuff in the food is still going to give you sickness and disease and all those other problems. Yes, that's right. And, and the way these things work is the stomach and everybody that's listening out there can use this analogy, put your fist together like this. And that is the size of your heart. If you remove one fist, that's the size of your stomach. So the stomach then is half the size of the heart. So that little fist size space kind of sits up high in your, the frontal mass of your body. And below that, you get the, uh, the small intestine and large intestine, mm-hmm. colon, et cetera, as you go south. Well, the problem is today, people are eating high calorie under the idea that calories matter, low nutrient foods. And it's mm-hmm. creating a situation where we're getting all these empty calories that are being stored. The body continues to get bigger and it stores fat because it's trying to store energy because mm-hmm. it's not getting any energy. So it's actually a, a reverse kind of a reverse disease of malnutrition, this thing we call obesity. And some of these, these drugs will help us um, 
stop overeating because they perpetuate the speed of a signal going from the gut or the stomach to the brain, that signal being GLP-1 or glucagon-like peptide 1. And when that signal gets sent from the stomach to the brain, it tells the brain basically, hey, uh, you have enough food and so you're full. So it does prevent overeating. So in one respect, you can lose weight. On the other hand, if you don't eat right, you're going to go even further in the hole of nutrient deficiency. Right. And then, you know, those are symptoms like hair loss and yes. malnutrients or whatever you want to call it, you know, problems with your skin, all of those other types of things, because you're still not giving your body the fuel that it actually needs. I mean, you know, I've talked about like, I am a very small eater. I had stomach surgery a couple of years ago. And I will tell you, if I eat the wrong foods for a week, like sometimes I do, because I'm not perfect. If I'm traveling and you're eating out a lot and I may be going, oh, let me get a salad, but who knows what's in it. You know, I can gain five to seven pounds in a week easily. It yeah. just happened to me when I was in on my trip. And so when I come home, I have to be very careful what I eat. I have to go back to stripping out my diet of anything that would be unhealthy. And, and even sometimes yeah. if it would be a healthy food, I have to strip it out for that time to get that extra weight off because my stomach grows. It's the same thing. You know, if we eat more, your stomach is going to grow and then it holds more and then you think you're hungry for more and you know it's that same kind of concept so yeah. i know a lot of these ozempic or those shots that's a big thing so the semi-glutide that does kind of a similar thing yeah so there's, a, there's a, way. a drug family out there that is prescribed as quote unquote weight loss and even um they're for type 2 diabetes right nobody ever talks about the idea about nutrition. So again, those two ideas are kind of like a little bit flawed. And I want to make mention that you, what you said, it, again, it's very important. People that are using those things, um, they can be successful perhaps under the right context. But if they're not in the right context, there will be increased odds for hair loss and even muscle loss. That is right there the biggest thing because when the muscle comes off, your metabolism actually goes down. And the scale oh, may go down, but your metabolism is going down. And as your metabolism goes down later on in the line, you're just going to gain that weight ball back. And it's going to make you sort of this, uh, we call it sarcopenic obesity, which is the gain of fat and loss of muscle. It's like a skinny fat, right? Wow. And so, um, but yes, then that drug family, there's Wagovi, Manjaro, um, Ozempic. They're basically the same type of um, chemistry that sort of speed up the signal from the stomach to the, the brain. We do use semaglutide, which is kind of the base um, ingredients of those. And it works pretty well, but our, our usage is different uh -huh. uh, than that. We use it as a training wheel, as I talked about. And also we have a higher milligram per milliliter compounded formula that we use, oh, which wow. helps us be able to use less and get more benefit of it. On the other side of the coin, the drug manufacturers want you to use more. Right. So they mix the compound strength less um, strong. Wow, that's crazy. So 
what would it look like for somebody, let's say that's at this point in time of the year and they're going, I got to lose some weight and, you know, I don't want to be changing. Cause you know, some people are like, I don't want to be changing and drinking shakes. I want to be able to eat my food. I want to, you know, what are, what would that look like for them as a good way to get started with that? Well, obviously we're going to talk to them about, about not going on a diet. We want them to eat real food and have as much as they want because that's a healthy relationship with food. And you don't want to perpetuate any unhealthy relationship. So we perpetuate a healthy relationship with food. A food can't make one fat if it's real food. If it's not real food, uh, over fatness can be a symptom. And certainly over sickness is also a symptom. Um, we also want them to have a good relationship with their weight. So I tell them not to weigh uh, if at all possible. Get a body composition. You know, the women's body composition should be um, percent body fat between about 18 and 26 men, somewhere between about 10 and 18. And that's where we need to be. There's people probably listening saying, well, I've never measured that again. I'm sorry about that. That's a better measurement than weight by a long shot. So make sure a healthy relationship with your weight. We also want to have a healthy relationship with, with movement. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't need to be going to the gym and, and uh, a lot of ladies out there, and I get it, Tanya, they don't want to go because it's a self-conscious thing. Um, you're hearing a bunch of men going running around tank tops, grunting really loud, picking up things mm -hmm. and dropping them for It's a little intimidating. Um, yeah, and I get so, cool. so you just you, you want to begin to understand that movement is life. Lack of movement is death. The more you move, the more you live. The less you move, the closer you are to rigor mortis. So that's good. Yeah. And then I'm talking about healthy relationships. So the, the fourth healthy relationship is is with rest and de-stress right so if, if you don't rest and don't de-stress you'll continually drive cortisol cortisol the stress hormone is really when it's when it's really consistently bombarding the system you could almost call it a fat storage hormone wow and, and you know that is interesting because i've gone through seasons in life where high stress yeah and you know if i'm like realizing okay wait a minute i didn't change anything that i'm eating mm -hmm. Nothing else has happened. I'm still doing the same activity and now I'm gaining weight. Well, then, you know, that's kind of a good, a good point of reference to go. There's probably something going on with your hormones. There's probably something going on with your stress levels, you know, which are kicking your hormones out, out of whack a bit. Um, right. But it is it's an interesting thing to me. The thought that, you know, if you're eating real food. Like I, my my best friend who, you know, I always talk about on the show who's very natural mm -hmm. and um very, I mean, we tease because we'll go out and she will say, where do you get your meat? And now yeah. she's got me saying it and she thinks it's great. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm that person. I go to the restaurant. And I'm like, they're like, what would you like? I'm like, well, tell me this. Where do you get your chicken? No, yeah. <laughs> or or they'll say it's breakfast and they have sausage. Where'd you get your sausage? Is there sugar in the sausage? Do you have any idea? She'll have them bring the labels out from the back kitchen, you know, and, and, and show her. Because she just doesn't trust it. But she's so tiny. And she eats all day long. She starts eating. She gets up very early. She starts eating at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning. And she's eating. I mean, I'm like, how do you eat so much? She eats so much. But it's she But she stops by 4 in the afternoon, you know. And then she's yep. done for the day. Um, but she's like, well, because I'm eating real food. I'm eating healthy food. She, you know, she'll go to the farm fresh and get unbelievable real sausage. I got some when I was visiting with her. You don't even mm. have to add people. You don't even have to add flavoring or no. spices or pepper and salt. When you get real food, we got the most delicious sausage 
farm. Well, I don't even know what, but I mean, like you don't need to add anything to it. You just cook it and it's delicious. Yeah. And the fascinating thing is and people need to know is you become fat gain resistant if you just eat real food. And that's the opposite of fat loss resistance. Wow. And so you really, and what your friend is modeling is when you don't gain a bunch of fat and you bring in food that contains real nutrients, it drives the systems of your body. I'm sure your friend is probably an exerciser too. So therefore yes. you get yeah, the okay. retention of muscle tissue, which retains the main metabolic rate of your system. So you really have a good system that's very efficient. And what we see today in America is very inefficient. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't translate well to disease resilience when we are really inefficient with the way our system utilizes these nutrients. Mm -hmm. What do you think or what would you say, you know, because I, I would suggest that it's probably a mindset issue mostly, you know, where because like I get it. I mean, when I go to when we go to restaurants, you know, and she's like, yeah, could you just bring me the label? I'm like, why are you asking them? You know, like, just don't get like it's a little embarrassing. She knows it. We she she we love each other. But now, see, I'm getting that way because now I'm to the point where I'm like, that's not worth it. I don't want sickness or disease. And some places they'll actually say, like when I asked the other week about the sausage, oh, you're real healthy. And I said, <laughs> not really. I just don't trust my food. I just want to know what's in my food. Like I'm really not. I, I mean, I guess it's healthy, but I don't think of it as that. But, you know, that um, judgment or whatever you want to call it, like that's hard for a lot of people to get over. How, how do you think we are ever going to get past that? Because I sometimes think that's why sometimes people won't eat because they are too embarrassed. They don't, they don't want to cause this. They feel like they're causing a scene. Um, I think that our world has transgressed to a place where it's ran by a spirit of offense. And I think that's infected the society and the manner society, um, you know, like an obesogenic environment, it's made us an offensive environment. In other words, everything you say is a spirit of offense. And really, I, I'm, I'm drawn to a scripture that um, I tend to always throw one in this, it seemed like in our times, but faithful are the wounds of friends, but the kisses of the enemy are deceitful. And what does that mean? Unless the kisses of the enemy being deceitful is when somebody either doesn't tell you what you need to hear when they should have told you mm -hmm. or tells you the opposite of what you needed to hear when they should have told you the truth. And so yeah. it becomes this thing. And so I'm not sure that's love. And, you know, if I love somebody enough, I'm going to model and speak about it, speak about it and model it. I'm not going to back away from that because Jesus didn't. He was sure an uncharacteristic guy in the middle of a, of a of a war called culture. And even though he didn't match the religious culture, you know, they killed him. But, you know, it's like, I don't think it's going to change. I think that there's more out there. And I think that people that want to make a difference should expect to make a difference first up in their own lives. And then after that, hopefully they can affect another one, two, three people in their life. And if you have that, you had a pretty good life. Yeah, that's very good point. I mean, because that because of being with my friend who does this, it has cre I'm yeah. more confident. You know, I've been at the restaurants. I've seen the questions she's asked and it's taken me a couple of years. And now I find that all of a sudden I'm like, I'm asking those questions and 
you know, it's, I'm not mean about it. I'm very nice. I'm like, I'm, I always say, I don't mean to, I'm sorry to add to your job, like, you know, to a waitress, like, I don't mean to cause trouble, but you know, I just want to be careful of this. And I think if people could start to become more aware of that, that yeah. would for sure help. And reading labels, that is yeah, one of the big biggest one. things. When yeah, we the shop. labels, they're, they're like an ingredient of toxicity, one listed at the other. If you can't pronounce it and it's a big old chemical, it's probably not real food. Right. Um, and I find that that's very easy to do to just gloss over those things. A lot of times, Tanya, people just say, well, what's the big deal? Well, it is a big deal. Look at the stats I shared at the top of the show. It's a very big deal, literally big deal. And yeah. uh, we need to begin to change and, and begin to take ownership of our health and expect and instead of expect somebody else to do it. In other words, yeah. I'll change when they do. Stop. When you're in a group of people and you mentioned hanging out with your friends, you become like the five people you hang out with most. Yeah. And so that's why unhealthy people hang out with unhealthy people. And that's why when a healthy person comes in a group of unhealthy people, there they is, like you. <laughs> get out of here. They'll, they'll try to make you uncomfortable because yes. they'll say, I feel bad around you or you make me feel bad. When in reality is it's a little voice inside of them speaking and saying, I need help. I need some real help because I am actually killing myself right here. And, and that's not what they want to hear. You know, so my yeah. wife and I have dealt with this for a long time, um, yeah. a long time. And, you know, you just got to get past it and realize that, God either made people a difference maker or to just blend in, which is it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I picked the former because I believe that we're all difference makers and world shakers. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's just, we have to break the stigma and be willing to really look at it as what are we mm-hmm. putting into our bodies? You know, and you've said this over and over on the show if our body is the temple of God, and I've had people say this to me, like, well, the word says I can eat anything, you know, and not be harmed. Mm. That's almost like making Jesus the genie in a bottle at that point, because that's really not, you know, accurate. And there's a lot of people in the, in the Christian world and they live that way. And it's like, how Mm. can you in one side be so understanding of what God's saying and doing but in this side, you don't see it. You know, there's a blinder in, in the food side yep. of things. There is. This is the difference. And I want people to catch this. This is probably one of the most important things we get about, because you, you mentioned that some people do believe they can eat anything they want and not be harmed by it. Um, OK, let's use this as a parent child analogy. Do we believe God's our father? Well, if we believe that God's our father, then that fatherly love would come in there. You have kids. I have kids. Do you still love your kids when they goof up about five trillion times? Of course. Of course you do. But what if they came to you with a problem like I'm sick? Would you tell them what to do? Of course. And if they didn't do it, you're still going to love them. Sure. But if you, they keep coming back to you and you keep telling them what to do, it's going to grieve your heart Mm -hmm. that they're not following those rules or the standards that you established and they're sick. Yeah. And you, if you continue to, as a mother and this and that, if you continue to just say, it's okay, it's okay. And you had the ability to just fix it every time. Mm-hmm. Where is the discipline? Where's the father they love in that? You've yeah. created a spoiled, rotten child. Right. 
spoiled children are what we're becoming using a concept called false grace, serving a false God, and the false God being self. And so what I want to do is not what needs to be done. And, and there's a problem there, as you've heard me talk many times. The true um, servant of God is serving other people. And it's not about you. It's about them. And it's like loving God upward, inward, and then outward so you yeah. can love other people. And we we get that backwards. And I think that that's a, that's a fundamental issue in our world that is not being addressed, not being taught correctly, and frankly, um, horrifically modeled today in mainstream Americanized church because a mainstream Americanized church is, in fact, a diseased environment. Yeah. Think about that. It is. It's, uh, I mean, exactly. Our churches are completely complicit. Yeah. When you're part of the problem, you become, honestly, you, you acquiesce into the, the part of the lack of part of the solution. So if yeah. we believe that um, Christ is a cure for anything, then why are we not serving him? Right. The yeah, honor the only deal, you know? So good. And I, I mean, that's, I, I'm not, none of, I mean, some, like my friend, she does a pretty good job with it. I'm not, I, I'm not perfect at it. I eat things that I shouldn't. I know that, but I am very aware of it. And I'm my general choice. 90% of the time is let's make the right choice. And, and, you know, knowing that if I'm going to choose that other, I know what might come from it. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's making a decision eyes wide open. I think it's very important. And people, um, I think we just need to keep sharing these kinds of truths yeah. because it's a big problem in our culture today. Is there anything else you want to end for, for everybody that's watching too and listening, reach out to the Sherwoods, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash B four a that's our code. And that way they know that you found them through us through this particular show. Um, but you can reach out and you can get, you can talk to them. You can get a consult you know, and actually see, make a decision again. It's like everything. Don't just jump in, have the conversation, have the phone call, have a consult so that you can make the best decision for how you want to move forward. And then if you're, you're needing that assistance, you can do the semi-glutide through them. You can get these assistance, um, options through them. Um, just, you know, be willing to get the information and, and knowledge for these decisions. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No, I think people just need to be encouraged. I mean, Tanya, we don't need to fall into the comparison trap. You know, mm -hmm. we, the only person we need to compare ourselves to is the life of Jesus and look in the mirror every day and say, man, how can I do better to, to really love you the way God loves you? And that's a simple thing. Uh, it can be complex. We need to make it more simple and just make better choices along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Sherwood, for joining uh, this week again for Wellness Wisdom. Y'all, thank you so much for joining. We're so grateful to you. Please share this show before this even ends. Go and hit like, follow, subscribe, but hit share. Share it to your network. Put it on your Facebook, Truth Social, Rumble, however you want to do it. If you're watching on Blessed News Network, grab that link and bring that over to your social media. You can also watch on the website, share the website, and that will always link to the to the sites uh, where you can find and hear the show. Um, but that's your part that you can do to help get this truth out. God bless you. We are so grateful to you. And until next time, bye for now.
Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel. Or if you're a mosh from the gym, add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at KirkElliottPhD.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit KirkElliottPhD.com. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.